Hey guys, this is Brian from the Do What Movie Review Podcast. Hope early 2023 is treating you as well as it's treating us. We have a lot of exciting, fun movie happenings that we're going to roll out this year. We're going to start with a side table for the movie The Glass Onion. Jim and I sat down and chatted about the second installment in the Knives Out franchise and decided to toss it out on the feed for you guys. So if you haven't seen the film yet, I suggest you check it out and then proceed with this episode because there will be spoilers. But if you have seen it, keep listening and see if you agree with our thoughts on the film. A bit of a language issue, but nothing too crazy, so sit back and enjoy our movie talk. Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? I just want to watch my movie. New Year, Jim. We're going to start it off in a completely different way than we've done in the past. Jim, I got an important question to ask you. It's January 2023. Nothing's really changed for us, but it's a new year. We're going to have some fun. Have you seen The Glass Onion? (laughs) I have. Finally. We we tried to get this taken care of a couple weeks back, but life... (laughs) <laughs> well, they they did like a, a small release in theaters, yeah, uh, before releasing on Netflix, mm-hmm. and because I remember you know following because we follow friend of the show Dave Batista, friend of the show Dave Batista, um, and he was all about like putting that out around in December, and right? I'm like, oh, we got to go see this dude, and yep. like Christmas, like it just wasn't going to happen. No, nope. and then I was like, okay, well, you know, it comes out late December on Netflix, yeah. We'll be able to knock it out early year, right. and then, you know... Just, All hell is broken loose. Yeah, it's just life yeah. um, and new year, and just trying to get reset. And But we're things. here now. But we are here, and I'm excited, man. I, I was excited for this to come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing the cast, you know, you've got Kate Hudson. <laughs> of, of course, that's what you lead with. And Dave Batista. <laughs> You're like, that's all you need. <laughs> really? <laughs> Pretty much a loaded cast from top to bottom, really. You know, I mean, Daniel Craig, Edward Norton, Janelle Monet, Catherine Hahn, Leslie Odom Jr. It just gets ridiculous whenever you start seeing the star power that's in the film from top to bottom. And then you start looking at all the extras that are yeah. in there from a star standpoint. You got Hugh Grant popping up. You got Ethan, Ethan Hawke, Hawke popping yeah. up. And you got the voice of Joseph Gordon-Levitt right. in there. Which we've uh, established he's the hourly dong guy. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a porn reference right. for you guys out there with dirty minds that haven't seen Glass Onion. You just have to watch the film to figure out what the hourly dong guy is. But anyway, yeah, loaded cast, top loaded. to bottom, sequel. Yeah. We all, we've talked a number of times on this show about sequels. Yes. And how hard they are to pull off with success in comparison to the predecessor. Yes. Now, I'm sure we'll talk about that here in a minute. But right now, I just want your initial reactions of the Glass Onion. Go. I. The things that I love. <laughs> there were things that I loved about it. Right. And those things were awesome. Yeah. They were fun. They were enjoyable to watch. It was enjoyable to be a part of. There were other things that. stereotypical tropes yeah that i feel like did not do it justice okay do you have any examples the first knives out was definitely more dramatic i'd say so kind of a dark comedy oh yeah yeah very much a dark comedy it's mm. the best way to describe it it was very much a dark comedy it had serious tones to it but it had a quirkiness to it, it had a humor to it that played well with the overall dark story. Yes. And so the vein of Knives Out, you know, the main character, uh, 
Benoit Blanc. What the hell did you just say? Uh, <laughs> Benoit Blanc. Benoit, uh, you know, played by Daniel Craig. He obviously is in this one. Yep. Kind of a carryover. Yes. Uh, that's really the only big reference. I mean, he kind of references he needs a new new mystery, right? Right. A new, yeah. new thing. But, like, that's that's it. Like, Which uh, is funny because being a fan of Sherlock Holmes, there have been many times throughout the course of the Sherlock Holmes mysteries that Sherlock Holmes has found himself in a, a position where he, he's resorted to opium right. <laughs> just to fill his time when his brain isn't being stimulated by a challenge yeah. or a case. Yeah. And so it's funny to see a funny way of that being addressed with this character. Yes. But I think the humor in this was a little, to me, seemed a little lighter or brighter. Right, um, yes. Than what the humor in the first one was. I can agree with that, and yes. And so I think because I was I was expecting, okay, we're in the the vein of the first one, yeah. so it's going to be kind of a dark comedy. There's going to be comedic aspects. I'm yeah. ready for it, uh, but it's going to have kind of an edge to it. It was a flip. And I don't feel like the edge was there. No, and you're, you're absolutely right. There was, it was The comedy element of this was far more lighter and upbeat than its predecessor. It's almost like the the dark comedy came out of the shadows and just became regular comedy. Yeah. That'd be a good way to put it. That's that's fair. That's more than fair, actually. And I think I was disappointed oh, because yes. of that. Yes. Because I mean, you've got freaking Edward Norton. Right. Dude, he's a good he's a great actor. He's a great actor. We've talked about yeah. him before. He might be he, an asshole behind the scenes, but sure. he's a great actor. And he's been kind of like off the radar for a while. So the fact that he's kind of coming back out, you know, and then you've got Kate Hudson. <laughs> my my boo thing. She's, wow, she's back. Well, and um, then I'll say it's got Dave Batista with my boo thing. And right, and then Dave <laughs> Batista, right? Two just deliciously wonderful people. <laughs> There's a lot of deliciously wonderful people in this. <laughs> it's a buffet. It really um, is. That's gross. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to the fat guy to talk about food. Oh, there you go. Uh, so I was really excited to see yeah Kate Hudson and Dave Batista in in yeah. uh, star roles. So I was there for that. Right. They all played their characters really well. The storyline was great. I mean, spoiler alert ahead. I mean, I think... Yeah. Should we go ahead and get one of those? Yes. Spoiler alert. (laughs) I mean, I think it kind of goes without saying. It's a side table, so... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We're... You know, you guys that are fans of the show that you've tuned in, you know what it is. Yeah. Side table, we're talking heavy about one particular film. Yes. Yeah. Those of you that are new to the show, hi, welcome to the show. Right. We break down movies, and <laughs> you're going to get a lot of spoilers on this one. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, the the big thing, you know, the whole premise of bringing you into a murder mystery and then an actual murder happens. Right. Right? Like, it's like, okay, that is kind of a normal trope it kind is. of thing it really within is. mystery. But it's like, okay, I'm here for it. This yep. is good. This is fun. You've got this group. There's obviously some dark, sinister thing that happened, like a buyout or something uh, within the business. All of that was great, but I think there were a lot of tells that were out there very early and very blatant. And this is where I have to pull back and go, okay, is this because I watch movies and I enjoy watching movies and I'm looking for things? Yes, that's exactly what it is. Okay. (laughs) Because they are tropes. And so they become redundant. You know, when you go from murder mystery to murder mystery to murder mystery, I mean, you see things like this, so you're able to pick up on it. You know, if and if you're someone who watches enough of them, you're going to be in tune to that. And I guess, in a way, it's kind of up to the writer and the the movie producers to come up with something fresh and something new. Right. But it's kind of hard to do that. Yeah. 
There's not a lot of really original ideas anymore, especially when you're talking about a murder mystery. Yeah. I think one trope that a lot of people bagged on was the fact that uh, Janelle Monet, her character, she basically plays twins. Yeah. And so I think that's a trope you see in murder mysteries. You know, one person is is gone, you know, by one mean or another, disappears or is murdered. In this case, you know, her sister was murdered. Right. But then she assumes her identity to take part in this murder mystery island or whatever just right. to figure out what the hell's going on. I think the way that they got around that being just a typical drawn out trope that you see in murder mystery is the fact that they reveal it rather early in the film. Yeah. You know, instead of waiting for it to be the big reveal, they reveal it early in the film. Yeah. And then that way you're seeing both sides of the story and you're getting backstory with her meeting with Benoit Blanc and how that plays out and their relationship and how they build that bond together. Right. So I think that in itself was refreshing to the story from being a stale trope. Yes. I think that the giveaways of who the who did it, to me, was very evident early on. Right. The reason why I watch a murder mystery or just a mystery in general is because I want to think about it. I want it to... You don't you know, want to figure it out 20 minutes into the film. Right. Because then it's like, okay, I, I, I figured it out. I'll watch it to see the story play out, but yeah. I'm not as invested. Right. Um, and I feel like some of that was was there i like what they did with the twin thing oh yeah Um, you know i think edward norton you know the look on his face he did great being surprised right (laughs) but and at that point like you i didn't put that together necessarily right away but it's like okay he obviously well i thought he obviously is the bad guy you know well i thought they did an okay job though with the dialogue that scene particular you know because his surprise is like you know i didn't think he would show because I think that was the line that he said. Right, he's like, yeah. it's like I didn't think he would show up, you know. And then she plays off, and I, you know, I wouldn't miss it or whatever, yeah, and all this stuff. And and then you see why he feels that way. It's a double edged thing. He feels that way one because of this torrid history that they've had in this group, basically him fucking her over, right? You know, financially taking her ideas and making it his own and becoming a billionaire off of it, right? And so there's that bitterness. It's like, oh, I invited you. Not thinking that you would come, but I'm being the bigger person to invite you. I didn't think you'd show. You did show. I'm surprised. Right. So I thought they did okay with that. But then you see later on why he's actually surprised because he fucking killed her. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So. Yeah. But I think, yes, disappointed because there wasn't that dark edge like in the original one. But I'm more so disappointed that the reveal of everything was so damn predictable. Yes. Like from a story standpoint, it was all predictable. Yeah. Now, the only thing that I thought was clever <laughs> with regard to the story, and I hate to say it because it's our dude, but the death of Dave Batista. Yeah. Yeah. Like how they did that whole thing. Yeah. I, I kind of love it and I kind of hate it at the same time how Benoit Blanc kind of shits on it. <laughs> He's like, it's so stupid how, yeah. you, how you did it. Yeah. He's yeah. like, it wasn't poison. It was an allergy. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I mean it was it was funny because it it matched with the tone of the film so it worked. Right. But it was also disappointing because it's like cuz it was clever in its execution but then you do a 180 on it with your dialogue after the fact. Yes. And I think what you had said like but, it's, pre- it's all damn predictable. Yes. I think that's ultimately what I was trying to get at. You know, I take the long way around everything. But what? is that the predictability of it? I enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, with the death of Dave Batista, that all was done really well. Right. I saw immediately saw the handoff of the glass, and obviously it was meant meant for you to see that if you're oh. looking for it. Oh, did you see it? <laughs> yeah, because I didn't. Because like immediately, like I I just 
because I was watching him pour his drink and all, and I was like, okay, well, this is probably where somebody's about to die, is what I thought. Yeah. Like, and it's probably poison of some sort. But then I saw him hand that glass, like, I saw that oh, scene. Okay. And so for me, that's where I was like, okay, so he killed, you know, one. Okay. See, so, I didn't see that, but I can see where if you saw it in real time when it happened, it would take away from it. Yeah. It, and, it, and, it, it would it, take away from all the reveal later because in that regard, from a cinematic standpoint, they should have done a better job of concealing that. Yes. Yes. For me, it seemed like it was so wide out, like wide in the yeah. open, like very obvious and very intentionally like the shot and everything. Because it, when it, when you have the reveal, I thought about going back and rewatching that scene. I never did, but I thought about going back and rewatching. It's like, well, shit, did they actually just give it away? And yeah, then, or then, or did they like yeah. did they cut it in such a way that you couldn't tell? Well, they, well, but it, no, it was very straight on. So for me, and maybe that's just it because of doing doing some videography stuff, but then yeah. also watching so many films. Like, and I was already looking for what was going to happen, like in right. the scene. So I wasn't paying attention to what was happening in the foreground as much as I was in the background. Well, you go back, like you go back to classic, like the one who set the tone for, in my opinion, for murder mysteries, the movie Clue. It's one of the greatest movies I've ever seen with regard to murder mystery, because if you're going to do slapstick and hilarity, but you have to have that serious tone, that's the blueprint. It tells you exactly how to do it. And so, and it would have that, like you would have these cut scenes where it would show like the shit that you didn't get to see that happened that play into the overall story. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of how they should have done this, you know? I and, I, and I thought I that's what they had done with that because I never went back and saw it. But you're telling me that you actually no, saw it when I had it. I saw it real like, time. Yeah, the, I saw that. And the, I think for me, that's was like, okay, yeah. he. I assumed he probably was the one that would be the killer. Right. Yeah. And then, But then it was like, and I was like, okay, so the, the pineapple. Because then, you know, when Benoit was talking about like it wasn't poison, and yeah. I was like, yeah, it's the pineapple. Because, right. you know, they, they delayed that. So, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I was looking for the answer. I felt like I solved the puzzle too easily well you did and and that's where i think i was disappointed in that right. because it did seem very predictable other than that it was entertaining as hell man. no it was entertaining see that's the thing that's so <laughs> frustrating about it it's like yes it was predictable and that's probably its biggest knock but it was entertaining yes. like every character in the film was entertaining as hell to watch yes like every single one top to bottom I love Dave Batista's role in this. I thought it was great. Yeah, right. But the the two things that I'm surprised about, friend of the show, Dave Batista, because he just keeps getting better and better. He's amazing. And that's not just lip service, us, you know, latching on. He is getting better and better with every fucking project that he does. It's great. I love it. And then Janelle Monet, so fantastic. I never even seen her before. I, yeah. I don't even know what all she's been in. I haven't looked up anything else she's done, but she was fantastic in this. Playing the dual role of the you know her her and her sister, and having to take that on and you know because yeah. she had a very southern like the the ones more sophisticated and then she had the her who she actually is is very yeah. southern and you know <laughs> just that interaction and that relationship that she had with Benoit Blanc was entertaining. Yes, and then seeing her dance that line and seeing all the little things like whenever she got drunk when she supposed wasn't supposed to and how she was acting and Catherine Hans like. You know, something's off with her or whatever, right. you know? Yeah. Like, all the little nuances and stuff about her performance were great. Yeah. No, I would agree 100% on that. Like, she she nailed it, like, yeah. as far as her character and even playing that dual role. The two big knocks that I had on it was it didn't keep the edge that the first one had. It should have. And I feel like they should have stayed in that vein, yep. right? Stay with the dark humor. Play on that line. They went a little too bright with the humor. 
I, I agree. It, it became almost a shtick a little bit. Like oh, the, it did. The no, little no. pothead guy walking down. It's like, it was yeah. kind of humorous, but at the same point, I was like, this is kind of weird. You it's, know? it's stupid. It, it, it didn't need to be there. No, it um, was. It, it helped nothing. Yeah, like because you already had these amazing actors who all can do comedy. Right. It's not like they're they're new actors and actresses. These are yeah. people that have been in the business long enough that they can walk that line. Yeah. You don't need to add the the other element of that. There's no reason. And I, mean, I think what it probably ultimately came down to was that they're like, hey, we just want to get together and make a movie with our friends. Right. It's yeah. Probably, and we're just going yeah. to write you in just because it would be fun. And, okay, cool. Truth of the matter is, if you're going to have the running gag of the stoner dude that's just on the island or whatever, you got to pay that off somehow. And it paid off nothing. Yeah. It, it literally added nothing to your story. No. It did absolute zilch. And it should have. It should have paid off. Yeah. There should have been. Yeah. He should have played a more pivotal role. Well, I, I think I think they should have killed him. I think that should have been another murder. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know, like no, have him yeah. pop up a couple. Like have him pop up like he did on the island the first time. Have him walk through the party the second time like he did. But then the next time that you see him, he's dead. Yeah. And it's like, why was this guy killed? Yeah. And then play into that why he was killed, and add that into your mystery. But don't just have him just pop up. He just pops randomly. up. He pops up like four times throughout the movie, and it does nothing for your yeah, script. There's no no point in it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a sight gag. Yeah. Is all it was. It was yeah. just a running gag for your film that we've already established that could have benefited from being darker. Yeah. But, you know, story, like you said, I thought it was good. It was entertaining to watch. I think this is one of those films, it's kind of almost like The Suicide Squad. Never say that again. Where it was all the performances are great to watch, yeah. but your story sucked. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think the, that the, is... The story a, was found wanting, for sure. Yes. I think... Overall, this is one of those films. I, I never thought we would have that, to be honest with you, because I remember when we talked about the Suicide Squad, I made the mention that it was one of those rare films where every performance is amazing, but your story is god awful. Right. And this is kind of and therefore like, it brings the performance right down because of the story. I really feel like the Glass Onion is one of those films. Like everyone did their job, everyone acted the shit out of it, but the overall story and the execution of the story was just weak. Yeah. And I think it does fall on the predictability and the lack of darkness that the first Knives Out mystery had. Yeah. Because that was what made the first Knives Out mystery so good. Right. Because there was that, the thrill a little yeah. bit was, I mean, it was more of a, well, not a thriller, but like it was definitely. It had elements it, of it, it though. It dabbled in that. Yes. And I feel like they could have made this a little darker. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, if you're going to put Knives Out on the marquee, basically. Yeah. Right? As a sequel. This is a Knives right. Out sequel. This is in the Knives Out world. Yeah. You need to keep the voice. Absolutely. If you want to play with the voice, do it when you're putting out the third or fourth one. Right. Maybe even maybe even the fifth one. Like, if you're going to make this a series... Right. You can play with that later. You very easily could make this a, a long-running series, you know, with Daniel Craig as the head yeah. of the whole franchise, because it's a great character. It's a fun character. Yeah. I like the idea of him feeling stagnant and needing a case to stimulate his brain. I right. like that aspect. I think yeah. it's a really good callback to, like I said, Sherlock Holmes and that whole thing. It's it's It makes sense for investigators that are brilliant minds yeah. and see the things that other people don't see. So I like that a lot. But I've already heard rumblings. I don't know if it's true. You can't trust shit on the internet. Right. <laughs> I heard... The, God, please, someone write in and tell me that, you know, it was just some crackpot online, but saying that the the third Knives Out 
they're toying with the idea of making it a Muppets Knives Out. And that just, that makes me so damn sad. Just so sad. Because that's essentially, if, if, if it's true, it's essentially your way of saying, we don't give a shit about this series anymore. And I'm not right. saying anything derogatory towards the Muppets. I'm saying derogatory towards the tone of this franchise. Right. Well, and here's the thing. If you are building a new franchise. Yeah. And that's what you're doing here. Right. Like, if we're talking about having multiple Knives Out movies, you are building a franchise. Yep. The first one, you're laying that foundation. You build upon that foundation. Right. You haven't earned the right to play with that and change the dials completely. Right. When it comes to a fan base or to listening, right? Because you are a new franchise. Right. And so by, by changing the tone like they did yep. in the second one, and you're talking about changing even more, dialing it up to straight humor. It's going to make it really hard to keep an audience. Then you're going to hear from, from the average person around the water cooler at the soda machine or whatever, they're going to be saying, first one, loved it. Others, not so much. Right. I love the shit out of Glass Onion, but it's only because of who was in it. That's it. That's they it. all the, the, nailed the, it. They the did individual a great performances. job. I, I loved it, but... At the same point, I'm not going to sit and watch it again unless. Oh know, no, absolutely not! It's one of those like I enjoyed no. having popcorn. Kylie and I sat and watched it, you know, one night, and it was enjoyable, but yeah, too predictable, and it lost its edge. I'm thankful for watching it to for the performances that I got to see. Yes, and again, I know I harp on it, but we are huge fans of Dave Bautista here. We've really been kind of <laughs> cheerleaders of his on this show for a while now. And I, I do. I, it, it makes me happy to see him doing so well because he literally, with every single project that he takes, you see an incremental increase in his acting abilities. And he's getting so much better. Right. And so seeing him take roles that aren't cookie cutter for his size, his, his body type, you know, the wrestler. Right. Seeing him do stuff outside of that and it makes sense. It makes me happy to see that because that shows his range and he's getting better and he's becoming successful. So I think there's a, a movie coming out called Knock at the Door <laughs> that looks insane. Absolutely terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. M. Night Shyamalan, Dave Bautista is the, the leading role in that. It looks incredibly insane. I am excited to see that just to see what happens because I think it's going to be terrifying. Yeah. You know, it's and it's M. Night, so it's, it's going to have some kind of weird twist. Yeah, to have something fun. Right. So that'll be interesting to see, but for the Glass Onion man, yeah, I like the performances. Didn't really care for the movie, yeah, which is sad. It is sad because it had so much potential to be better than what it was. Yeah, and I think the 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 saddest thing is they literally wasted the Mona Lisa on this movie. <laughs> that, that's the saddest thing. Well, I mean, you, you burned up the Mona Lisa on this, <laughs> like. <laughs> if you're going to take such an iconic uh, piece of art and destroy it, yeah, this is not the movie to do that on. No. I mean, I understand where they were getting at because she's literally burning him down to the ground and putting him in a spot where he loses everything and then some. I get that. But yes, you're right. You wasted that payoff on something that was so predictable and subpar from a story standpoint. Well, I mean, I get it, like, because the whole the whole storyline with wanting his name to be mentioned in the same of the Mona Lisa. Right. But you knew where that was going. Once, well, yeah, once oh, it was, of like, course, it was going to be right? destroyed, yes. Yeah. Um, 
That wasn't I, the real Mona Lisa. Is that what you're trying to tell me, though? Uh, no, what I'm saying is yes. <laughs> so they didn't really destroy the Mona Lisa. Okay, never mind. Then. <laughs> I should have set that up better if I was going to, you know, tell that joke. I guess, but I, I think it worked out. That, that's I think that's that's the end. That's that's the end. That's the end. That's the end. That's, the end. that's good.